When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. The Michigan football team is 5-0 after rolling to another lopsided victory. This one, the most impressive of the season. From J.J. McCarthy in the offense to a dominant defensive effort, we break down what made Michigan's performance against Nebraska so good. Coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here Monday morning, uh, October 2nd, uh, after Michigan's victory on Saturday. First road game of the season for Michigan football. The Wolverines go up 14-0 pretty quickly, 28-0 at half. Don't allow a point until four minutes and 17 seconds left in the game. It beat Nebraska 45-7. to um, Yeah, Aaron, first road game of the year. So I guess tell us, Ryan and I were not there. You were. Tell us something, you know, we wouldn't know from watching on TV, whether that's maybe anything, something that happened on the field that you saw that maybe we didn't, the atmosphere, post-game press conferences, I don't care. Give me something. Yeah, I don't know if you guys could tell the TV broadcast, but the crowd just was out of it. And maybe it was because of Michigan's hot start and, you know, Nebraska's not playing particularly well this year. I don't know. Um, They did announce a sellout. It was like 87,000 plus. So the, the crowd was there, but they weren't nearly as audible as they were a couple years ago for the night game the last time Michigan was there. So that that atmosphere that the Michigan players talked about all week coming in uh, just wasn't wasn't there. Uh, and and you know the players acknowledged it afterward too. They 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 quieted the crowd down early. Uh, Michigan's first drive scoring and then they get the turnover and go up fourteen nothing right away. So to be fair, Nebraska's fans didn't have a lot to cheer for, um, but it, it certainly wasn't the atmosphere many of us had probably expected go, going in. What I want to know is in the press box, how, how much was the Nebraska shutout streak being talked about before they broke off that 74 yard touchdown run? I guarantee you, someone, I think I know probably who it was in the media that was probably like talking about it a lot. And then all of a sudden, boom, 74 yard touchdown in the last five minutes. Yeah, I mean it was it was mentioned, uh, and in fact, I think we had our. I I, I certainly had pre written my story, and obviously you had to change the score at the very end, so you're expecting it. Um, I don't think it was it wasn't a huge deal just because I think Michigan was you know they were dominating and they're expected to win so it was brought up I mean it wasn't a huge deal the game the game started on uh, Fox Business Network um, because the game on Fox between USC and Colorado was going late I, I immediately thought of uh, Mrs Harbaugh you know was she able to find it uh, on on their new YouTube TV that that Jim told us about <laughs> Zook do you you get Fox Business Network on YouTube TV I don't know so I I was actually uh, at, at my parents for for the game so they have AT and T so like I googled like Direct TV Fox Business Network and it was channel like twelve hundred something I'm like oh well this is interesting I never yeah but I, I didn't even look down YouTube TV to see if it was there. But yeah, that was uh, when I saw that. I'm like, what the heck? I wonder if that's like a common channel as part of most packages. But did, did yeah. you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I was like, thank God for like the channel search because, you know, you can like set where you want your channels on these, you know, streaming services. And it's like, I, I 
can't imagine I ever would have even clicked that to, 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 to move it anyway. <laughs> like that thing is probably buried. Uh, but, but yes, I, I, I did get it as by, you know, probably the highest ratings they've ever had, or at least certainly very different demographic than they're, they're probably used to. But, uh, yeah, it was just a yeah, different experience, you know, four home games in a row to start the season is a lot. So it's a different experience right away. I mean, my, my, uh, my five-year-old like saw me taking notes, you know, and asking, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm writing, writing what, about what I'm seeing on the, in the game. And she then started making like suggestions, you know, getting more and more like banal with them. Like, you know, oh, you, you could write how they're kind of standing like this. And then she like mimicked the lineman's stance. And I was like, I, I guess I could write that. That <laughs> wouldn't be particularly interesting, but sure. Uh, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot to, to write down about this game. That's for sure. It was, uh, a lot of excitement early on. I mean, first six minutes and change, we had a a player catch a touchdown by pinning the ball against the back of the defender's helmet and an interception by a 340-pound defensive lineman. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, to me, I think that Roman Wilson catch was even more impressive than the Cornelius Johnson catch from a, a few weeks ago. I mean, yeah, batting the ball to yourself is tough, but like the, the fact that his concentration and his ball skills there to – to pin it against the helmet and then to maintain possession while falling to the ground. I mean, that's, I mean, that's David Tyree S there. And most people think consider that one of the best catches of, of all time. It was a heck of a catch live. I, we had to look at the replay several times because we're up in the press box and you're, you're looking down and it was kind of across the field from where I was sitting, but it was tough to tell it at the beginning. You know, we didn't know if we got his feet down. We didn't know if he caught the ball. Um, in fact, several of the players had to like they they said afterwards they had, they either didn't see it live or they look up at the jumbotron and, and, and watch it. So it was it was like a catch and it really it cleaned up what I thought was a was an underthrown ball by DJ McCarthy. If the defensive back had just turned around, that would have been an easy interception. Same thing with the Cornelius throw too. <laughs> yeah, and, and I asked JJ about it afterwards. You know, he said when he, when that first that play was first developing, he said he was looking for Cornelius Johnson first, saw he was covered. And he looks across down the middle of the field and he sees Roman at, at that point, at least wide open. So he decides to you know, let the ball fly. And then as the ball's in the air, I think JJ had an oh crap moment, realized the defensive back was right there. And so in a way, you know, I think Roman bailed him out. Incredible catch. I mean, when it was, it was all over social media afterwards, it was the really the talk of the, uh, the, the post-game interview session afterwards too. Yeah, I'm glad Aaron had a had a story about it on MLive.com slash Wolverines, just specifically about this catch. Cause yes, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, David Tyree's helmet catch comes in the Super Bowl, which makes it that more that much more special. But yeah, this is this is the play of the year so far for for Michigan. It was yeah, it was a little underthrown and a little late. He was just a little late getting it to him. But um, yeah, and he had to leave the ground to make the catch. So to still get get the foot down, um, that was something. And then and then yeah, the the ball, uh, you know, the pass batted by Braden McGregor and ends up, ends up in uh, Kenneth Grant's hands for the interception. Um, and Michigan scores right away. Uh, from, you know, shortly after that with a Kalel Mullings, um, you know, touchdown run. Like there's just a lot of interesting things going on in this game. Um, and yeah, they're up 14, nothing right away. I have to imagine. Yeah. That played a factor in, in taking the crowd out of it too. Yeah. Grant had, I mean, the, the, the joke afterwards was, you know, the, 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 the players are having flashbacks to Chris Jenkins interception a couple of weeks ago against Bowling Green, obviously Kenneth didn't, he basically got the ball and fell down. He was able to get a yardage out of it, but uh, heck of a play. Braden, obviously, you said tipped it, did a good job there, and, and Kenneth went up and get it, got it. Uh, it it's really been a, a really good start to the season for Kenneth Grant. I mean, we've talked about him, I think, I feel like in previous podcasts, but he's kind of really cementing himself for a starter role. And, and the problem for him is just Michigan's got so much depth there 
at, at tackle right now. Obviously, he started the last couple of weeks because Mason Graham's been out injured. Um, but Michigan's got to, Michigan, the staff have to feel really good about having three, you know, legitimate, uh, you know, start, starting, starter esque defensive tackles in the middle. It's really a shame that he didn't have more room to run after that interception because he actually told, said on last week that he can run a, a 4 9 40. And it was like, man, if he had some room to run to show off that, that speed, that would have been good. But I mean, even actually last week against, uh, uh, Rutgers on the Mike Center still interception. He was the guy leading the charge downfield blocking. He laid a huge block on uh, Gavin Wimsat um, to kind of spring Center still a little bit too. So I mean, he can move a little bit for a big guy, but yeah, it's still impressive to to be able to haul that in and, and a huge early turning point in the game. And again, I'm live uh, on top of things ahead of the game. Ryan Zook wrote about that. You know, wrote about Kenneth Grant last week uh, on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Um, and yeah, that was I, I too was thinking, oh man, would have been would have been fun to see him uh, running with the ball. Um, that touchdown right before the half um, was incredibly impressive when McCarthy ran left, um, you know, flushed out of the pocket and ends up you know finding Roman Wilson along the the back line of the end zone. Um, you know, runs left, throws right. That was to have that right before the half was just a dagger. I mean, it didn't seem like Nebraska was going to be getting back in this game anyway, but that one, that one was a, a really nice play. Yeah. And you talk about Michigan playing a complete game, right? We saw everything, especially off the offensive side of the ball. We saw those long sustained drives. We saw, you know, short field position. In this case, we saw JJ using his leg, something he's really been doing the last couple of weeks. And he, I mean, he went in untouched. There was no, there was no, the pocket, the pocket was flush. No one was there. Uh, he had a ton of running room. He took it and, and scored rather easily. So it's another example of Michigan putting something on tape that opponents are going to have to look, you know, prepare for and potentially defend in the future. So it was a, it was an easy run, um, made sense. And it just goes to show JJ's legs, and he, he's got good speed for for a quarterback his size. And Andrew, you mentioned earlier too, Talel Mullings. I mean, I think this was a breakout game for him. This, this is the best I've seen him play as a running back. I mean, five carries for 43 yards, but I mean, he had some good runs and like actually looked like a true running back with some quick cuts and and some. Uh, I mean, we know he's a big bulldozing back, but uh, he actually started to look like a, a true running back here. So maybe Michigan might have found something in a in a short yardage third down type of back moving forward. Four for four on third down conversions. I, I actually was charting it this morning. All third and ones or third and twos. The final one was a third and four. And then his fifth carry was fourth and one uh, in the fourth quarter, just for good measure. So he had a, he, he did a fantastic job. I and mean, he, he accomplished what Michigan wanted. Um, I think they feel confident in him. And Jim Hartball was asked about him after the game. We spoke to him briefly as well. Um, things are looking up for him. You know, he said he spent for the, for the first time this offseason, he was he spent his entire uh, camp and, and spring on the offensive side of the ball. So he feels a, 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 like a real part of the offense now. Uh, and then, you know, if you go back to even last week against Rutgers, similar situation. He, he did a very good job on, on third and short. Um, so, yeah, I think Michigan's found their, their third down back. And I think it's it's vital for them to do that. You know, Jim Harbaugh has been talking the last couple of weeks about bringing the carry load down for, uh, for a Blake Orham, who largely was Michigan's third down back last year. So um, I, I think that's good news for Michigan. You can you can lighten the load for the other backs and you can get a third, you know, a third guy involved, too. Michigan's uh, the first their first eight drives in this game, six touchdowns, a field goal, and then just the the one three and out. Um, and then there was one final drive in this game just to to get the clock within you know uh, under a minute left before they eventually turned it over on on downs. Um, and then you know on the other side of the ball, this was uh, much like Michigan's first two games, I guess. You know the other team didn't score until very late, and now through five games. 
Michigan has allowed three touchdowns and three field goals. That's it. Uh, averaging, you know, giving up six points per game. That is a, uh, that is first in the country still. I mean, just, just brutally, ruthlessly efficient on, on, you know, both sides for, for Michigan against Nebraska. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Nebraska did rack up 300 yards. So they did, there were a couple of drives where they where they were able to move into Michigan territory. But as we've talked about, I feel like for the last couple of years now, Michigan, this bend don't break defense will give up yards at crunch time when they really need to stop, they get it. You know, whether it was the fourth and one quarterback sneak that they were able to stop or, um, you know, again, that, that tipped the interception we talked about earlier, they've just been able to kind of affect and disrupt opposing offenses. And it, it showed. Now, Nebraska's offense isn't great. I mean, we've talked about, you know, they, they struggle at times. Um, but Michigan's defense did a very good job against the, against the, against the run. I mean, aside from that 74-yard uh, touchdown uh, run late, Michigan held them like 20 carries for 32 yards. So credit credit to the, the defensive tackles, the guys up front, that, that maybe the front seven. Uh, they did a very good job of forcing them to throw the ball where they didn't get a lot going aside from those, those those few crossing routes over the middle. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, obviously, Michigan was considered a, a national title contender coming into the year. But I feel like this was the first game where I'm like, wow, like you start to see it. You're like, this team, this team is legit. This team can, can really make a run. And I mean, based off what we've seen from other top teams this year, too, I mean, it's the door is open for them this year. And and on Saturday, you, you really saw a, a complete team on both sides of the ball. Uh, special teams a little bit iffy though. Still with uh, uh, I mean the punt return. I mean Tyler Morris got really lucky on that uh, punt return there. But I mean if he fumbles that and re- Nebraska recovers, that could be a, another game game changer there. But yeah, other than that, I mean they're this this team is is looking legit and they're they're healthy too. That's uh, another big factor. It was the kind of performance I think Michigan fans were waiting to see. And, and in fact, afterwards, Jim Harbaugh made a couple references to how critical this game was. I, I think Jim wanted to see a complete game out of his team, something he hadn't really gotten the first first four weeks. Uh, he challenged them. He said he challenged them pregame. Uh, they obviously wanted to stop Nebraska's run attack. They wanted to run it down Nebraska's throat. Uh, and they were able to do both, uh, and not only against a Big Ten team, but on the road. So, you know, in, in regards to uh, it being a test, they, they passed with flying colors. Jim Harbaugh gave the defense an A+. Plus. So it was uh, it was everything you you wanted to see and potentially more. Um, obviously, they need Bill on it. You know the, the the tougher schedule is still still about a month out, but uh, it was the type of improvement that I, I think you really wanted to see at this point of the year. And Aaron, you mentioned you know Michigan bending, not breaking. You know the 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 stops on on fourth down. Um, it just seemed to me like that Michigan has been you know incredibly good on fourth down this year. So I did look it up and sure enough, um, you know, Nebraska got one in this game. That's the only one they've allowed this year. They're uh, 10, 10 times teams have gone for it on fourth down against Michigan and, and just that one time they've gotten. And then that is, uh, you know, among defensives defenses that have faced more than four fourth down attempts this year, that that's the best percentage in the country. So um, just another, another little thing that they're, they're doing well this year. And, and another stat too, I'll throw out there that I realized, Yesterday, Michigan is among the among the college football teams to have played five games this year. Michigan is the least penalized team in the country, so they're not they're not shooting themselves in the foot either. And that was something Jim Harbaugh again mentioned after the game on Saturday. Uh, you know, virtually no penalties. They they play mistake free. They're not shooting themselves in the foot, and, and it goes. To, I think it goes to show just how experienced and how disciplined this team has, and, and how how well it's been put together. 
Yeah, you look at Nebraska, they had two or three false start penalties that absolutely killed their drives and, and a couple other penalties too. And you can see what type of effect that can have on a team. And when you're Michigan posting a clean sheet, I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, this was, uh, again, just really four quarterbacks played for Michigan. Uh, Ten players caught a pass. Um, you know, we mentioned Kalel Mullings touchdown. You know, Peyton O'Leary had his first career touchdown. Just so many different uh, players contributing. Um, and yeah, I don't, you know, again, now, now that we're in big 10 play, it's not, it's not Michigan's fault that the schedule is, is weak. And even from, I've heard from some Michigan fans, like kind of boring the way they're just steamrolling these opponents. Uh, but I don't know. It just, it only like underscores how they really could have used a good non-conference game this year, because it, it is, it is wild now as you, as you look at the schedule, now I've got, you know, five games of, of data for most teams. I mean, I'll say it, see if you guys agree. Their three best opponents are all the last three of the year. <laughs> Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, that's the order the games are in. Obviously not necessarily the order of, of the difficulty, but still, I mean, are, is, is there another team on the schedule that's that better than any of those three in the East right now? No, not at this point. It, you know, Maryland's on the border, uh, on the brink of being ranked. Uh, we've seen hot starts from them in the past. We'll see if they they fizzle. I don't know if they're going to. I mean, again, Talia Tagovailoa is back. That offense is dangerous. They can put up points. So at the very least, I think they challenge the Michigan defense. Uh, and, and given when that game falls into schedule, I think it's going to be warranted in between Penn State and Ohio State. So um, obviously, yes, the better teams are still to come. Michigan's still got some toiling to do, I guess, so to speak. Uh, they, they have Minnesota uh, this coming Saturday, again, on the road. So it, it will, in that regard, maybe be a test. But um, yeah. What was the opening line for that game for the Minnesota game? It opened at like 18. And when I checked yesterday afternoon, it had been steamed up to 20. <laughs> so, uh, very similar to the Nebraska situation, maybe, you know, a point or two higher. Um, again, based on what we saw Saturday against Nebraska, we're not surprised me if we see a similar situation, uh, against Minnesota this weekend. Yeah. Like, you know, Purdue has looked, you know, they look good this, this past Saturday. Um, but you know, Michigan gets them, uh, at home after a bye week, like, you know, again, that's not really one that you're necessarily worried about. It's just, it is, it is interesting. Like, again, not even like Maryland was sprinkled in a little earlier in the year. They're just, they're just all here, right, right at the end for Michigan. Um, and you just, you wonder what now this, this was a week that some thought, okay, maybe this is like the first, um, you know, time they really get tested. And it just, obviously did, did not happen at all for Michigan. Michigan state losing to a backup quarterback for Iowa. Yeah. I mean, again, that's one we'll, I'm sure we'll say going into it and, and, you know, it's warranted to a certain extent, throw the records out the window. It's a rivalry game. It'll be on the road, potentially at night, but um, yeah, Michigan state hasn't shown anything so far on the field to suggest that that game will be competitive either. That was a hard watch. The little bit I wa of, of what I watched <laughs> at that game, it was like, Ooh, like nails on a chalkboard type of level watching full college football. Like, oof. That's funny. My dad asked, you know, if oh, you know, did I watch much of the Notre Dame Duke game? And I was like, yes, I, I was, but I was flipping over to Michigan State, Iowa. Well, I don't know why. I guess I just hate myself, but I, I was, you know, you keep your eye on the Big Ten, I guess. But yes, not uh, not entertaining high level football by any stretch. Not LSU and Ole Miss, man. That was probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Thirteen hundred yard, over thirteen hundred yards of total offense in regulation. Just incredible. That's that's college football at its finest, baby. God bless the NBC executives who decided to put Michigan State and Iowa in uh, in prime time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right, yeah. So what else we got from from this game? Again, it was, you know, very, very complete performance, uh, you know, start to finish. Offense, defense, you know, just it was it was it was very good. You had to be very impressed with Michigan. Anything else like kind of come out of the game post game or or other observations we haven't touched on yet? No, we hit on that pretty much everything. I, I've been really impressed with Roman Wilson. I mean, the, not only is is playing the field, but he's been he's been he showed up every week. You know, that was his problem coming into the year how unreliable he'd become. You know, he'd show up one week and he'd be injured the next or have an issue and and, and not play. He's played every game. He's he's I think um, you know distance himself now. He is now Michigan's number one target. I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, he's turned into a weapon for them. He's certainly got a connection here with JJ McCarthy. Uh, not only that, but I think believe he leads the country now in touchdown receptions. So they got a lot. They got a good thing going. You know that was a bit, obviously a big storyline coming to the year how Michigan's passing game would would look, who would emerge there. Uh, and so far, I mean Roman Wilson's he's answered the bell. I think Roman Wilson eight touchdown catches tied with uh, Brian Thomas Jr. of LSU. But yes, on top, tied for first. Pretty impressive. And yet, to me, I thought it was a, a great game for the Michigan's edge guys. I mean whether it was Braden McGregor with that, that pass breakup that led to an interception. He had his first sack of the year on a nice little rush there. And then, I mean, Josiah Stewart came to play with two sacks. Derek Moore had a sack. I mean, th- these guys were getting in the backfield and, and wreaking havoc all, all game long, and that's encouraging to see uh, with uh, yeah with, with that group. What's, let, me, let me look here to see where the, where the sack leaders are at this year. It looks like it's, it's neck and neck. I mean, Two and a half, Jalen Harrell still in the lead, but Derek Moore's got two, Josiah Stewart's got two, Kenneth Grant one and a half. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, balanced uh, pass rush attack so far. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and some, I'm glad you mentioned some of those names that, uh, you know, kind of stepped up maybe for the, not for the first time, but had had bigger games against Nebraska as well. Just, you're, you're just seeing some of the, the depth and and they're they're adding some pieces but yeah special teams still needs to be shored up a little bit i mean if you could put some of the specialists from last year's team on on this then you'd have just a true truly you know super team but um yeah there, there's obviously still time to to work some of that stuff out michigan goes to minnesota next um that will be a, a night game in minneapolis uh and you know we'll have we'll have plenty of coverage uh you know before that game on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.